0: In this episode, we talk about Tanzania's bilateral arrangements with Saudi Arabia and Algeria and if this could be the answer to starving off oil price increases at the pump. Good morning Africa. Welcome aboard Repulse and Everything Business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial and you can find me at Adong. As global oil prices take a northward move, Tanzania has reduced and abolished certain fuel taxes to reduce the price of petroleum to put the country on a strong path for industrial growth and investment. The country is going a step farther and working on bilateral arrangements with oil-rich countries to deal with the medium-term pressures that will come with the increase in crude oil prices. Economist Uhuru Ombeni, based in Tanzania, sheds a light on this move by the government.
1: What oil prices is increasing is rising from around fifty lol per barrel as of uh, January twenty twenty one to around eighty six per barrel as of October twenty twenty one. So there is an impact in terms of prices in our country, but we have different ways that other country we are we are we are dealing with the uh, uh, global rise in the oil prices. For example, recently for the short-term measures, like we have introduced um, a strategy to reduce levy on oil, and this is has has led to the decline in the diesel prices by around 18 t-shillings per per liter. And, you know, there is uh, like a stable price in the petrol per liter, and that is because of the reduction of this, of this levy. And in the future, uh, the Minister Special for Energy has started some negotiation and discussion with the fellow minister in Saudi and Algeria to have like a possibility of the government to purchase oil direct from the refineries instead of leaving the intermediaries. That's where using that opportunity and I mean, putting the oil prices higher so that they can make profit so the minister has had a meeting with the Algeria minister and Saudi Arabia minister as well. So which are, these are the biggest producer of oil. So we're just looking into long-term solution to make sure that in the future, uh, the government through TPDC, they purchase directly this oil from the producer and that will cut the intermediaries' cost uh, in the future. So the the issue of you know we we are in negotiation to make sure that we build a fuel terminal, a big one, together with our fellow our fellow our fellow countries. We are we are we are working on. So that is the role of the of the of the of the government to make sure that uh, oil prices remain stable and remain accommodative, and possible that you know the prices to go down so that every citizen in the country can be able to 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 purchase and the purchasing power remain 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 higher in terms of ability for of the people to have uh, to 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 purchase oil so i think the best way we can we can say how the government is is dealing with the global rise in the oil prices is you know the issue of levy and the issue of you know taking oil direct from the producer and the good thing is we have ports um we have Dales Lampot, Mtuara and Tanga. So this play a key role to make sure that we have a bigger chance to reduce uh, costs in terms of purchasing. And this will lead to the to the to the decline in the oil price in the future, despite the fact that, you know, the global oil price is increasing. So that is the way we are dealing with 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 the with the rise in the oil prices in the in the world market.
0: That was Uhuru Ombeni, an economist based in Tanzania. A quick review of the other story is making it into the podcast. Kenya Airways is recalling some of its former employees who were affected by restructuring last year, meant to conserve cash in the wake of the COVID-19 that disrupted business. The recruitment, which has been ongoing for the last two months, follows growing demand for air travelers, passengers, especially on local destinations that has seen competition among carriers increase. Kenya Airways cut its workforce last year to survive a COVID-19 turbulence. It also resorted to a hiring freeze and unpaid leaves to stabilize its operating costs. The airline has been upgrading its frequencies of late to match the rising number of passengers on both local and international routes. Last week, it increased its frequencies to the UK to two weeks after Britain removed Kenya from the red list of countries which barred travelers from Kenya from going to the UK. The carrier also started flights to France after suspending the route a while back work is due to begin on Botswana's second privately owned coal mine in the first quarter of next year, despite calls to abandon coal. At the COP26 climate conference in Gaslow, the southern African country signed up to global commitment to reduce the use of heavily polluting coal, but opted out of a pledge to stop issuing new licenses to mine the fossil fuel. Botswana is edging ahead with developing its coal resources, which are estimated about 200 billion tons as it looks to wean its economy off a dependence on dams. Month. Matla was awarded a license in February and had hoped to start building the 1.2 million tons per annum mine this year, but was stalled by COVID-19 pandemic and regulatory delays. Some shareholders of offshore bonds issued by a unit of developer China Evergrande Group have not received interest payments due by Monday evening in Asia. Twice in October, Evergrande narrowly averted catastrophic defaults on its $19 billion worth of bonds in international capital markets by paying coupons just before the expiration of the grace periods. One such period expires on Wednesday, November 10th for more than $148 million in coupon payments that had been due on October 11th. Evergrande is also due to make coupon payments totaling to $255 million on its June 2023 and 2025 bonds on December 28th. Evergrande's shares edged lower on Monday, finishing the day down by 0. They have fallen nearly 85 percent this year. Duration finance data shows that companies' dollar bonds continuing to trade at discounts of about 75 percent from their face value. On Monday, once China stopped selling developer Evergrande has been reeling and more than 300 billion dollars in liabilities and its liquidity roots have evaporated across the country's five trillion dollar property sector, prompting a string of offshore debt defaults, credit rating downgrades and sell offs in the developer's shares and bonds in recent weeks. <laughs> The world cryptocurrency market is now worth more than $3 trillion million for the first time, according to calculations, as mainstream investors increasingly jump on board. The value has reached $3 trillion, US, according to CoinGecko, which tracks prices of more than 10,000 cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, the world's biggest cryptocurrency, hit a record high of 66,000 U.S. dollars last month after taking another step to its mainstream status. It surged back above 66,000 U.S. dollars on Monday close to its all-time peak after a 5% jump Ethereum the second biggest cryptocurrency by market value hit a record high of 4768 US dollars on Monday Some investors see cryptocurrencies as a hedge against inflation which is surging worldwide as economies reopen after the pandemic lockdowns <laughs> A look at the market: Saudi Arabia's stock exchange is due to make its trading debut next month after starting the process to sell a 30% stake in an initial public offering, according to its chief executive officer. The kingdom's market regulator signed off on Saudi Towerdol Group's holding offering of 36 million shares. S N B Capital, J P Morgan Chase and Co. and Citigroup are the IPO's global coordinators and underwriters. The offering, which may be one of the biggest in the exchange sector, Since Euronext NV's $1.2 billion listing in 2014 could value the post at between $3 billion and $4 billion. The exchange will offer all shares to institutional investors with a clawback to retail investors of up to 10% of shares. Khalid Al Hassan said the IPO subscription for institutions will start on the 21st of November and for individuals on the 30th of November. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good morning, Africa. It's a product of the K Financial. And if you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is the And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at with on Twitter.